Hello, and welcome back to the Lash Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, and today we are going to talk all about how much I messed up in the beginning of my career when it came to hiring and leading employees. So I know you may or may not have heard this in the past, but it's a, a kind of like a well-known saying that if <laughs> that people aren't born leaders. It's not something that's genetic. It's not something that's instilled inside of you. It's something that has to be learned. And I can honestly tell you that that was 100% true for me. I was not born a leader. I didn't have a lot of experience Back in my older days, in um, even in makeup artistry, I know that I, I ran a makeup counter for NARS, and a couple of different times they gave me <laughs> employees, and I was awful to say the least. So it's a little funny to me that I kind of always knew that I wanted to go in the direction of having employees one day and opening my own space because I had no plans or no um, like no thoughts ever crossed my mind that it was going to be important to learn how to lead. I just thought that it would naturally happen. And um, when I first got really busy in my solo career and I decided that I wanted to expand, um, the, the first thing that I did was hire help. So um, let's go back and talk about the first employee I ever hired, who um, to this day is still one of my really good friends, luckily, but it doesn't always work out that way. So the first employee I ever hired, and this is something that I, I recommend to everybody, is to find somebody who can kind of offload the work that you're not able to do as an artist when you're, you know, taking clients day to day and, um, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck, your hands are tied, right? So what is going to be the most helpful thing for you, um, from day one, if you could, if you could offload 10 different tasks, what would they be? Write those down. That's the type of employee you want to market for and bring onto your team. Now, that could be twofold. Maybe you do like to do the admin work. Maybe you'd rather do some of the admin work and take a little bit of a step back from clients. And um, and that's okay, too. Like maybe you cut your hours a little bit and the first person you hire is another service provider. Or um, for me, I... I I liked doing the services. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to give that up quite yet. I was making really good money and it just wasn't the time for me to do that. So I hired an admin assistant and um, that was really cool. And I, I want to say that it took off such a huge weight off of my shoulders. So I highly recommend that. But I also made a lot of mistakes when it came to that. So let's start there. So the mistakes that I made when I first hired um, my first admin assistant was that I had no idea what delegating actually was or what I truly needed delegated. I thought that if I just hired somebody that they would just automatically do what it is that I, that I needed them to do in my head. So, um, and, and not only that, but you have to remember when you're, when you're hiring somebody and starting to delegate, you have to realize that they're not going to know exactly how you want things done in your head. And if you're not communicating that to them, it's not going to go so well. So that was the first experience that I ever had when it came to trying to like work with someone to figure out how to get from point A to point B in an efficient way. 
Um, that ended up, you know, the, the, the girl who actually, if you, if you're looking on my, um, my socials, or if you look on my website, the girl who takes all of my branding photos, that was my first employee ever. So it's, it's cool that we're still able to have that great relationship, but let's go to the next employees that I hired. So, um, and this had to be the biggest lesson learned for me. So the next employee that I hired when I decided to get my first 900 square foot studio space was a um, another esthetician. She was a new esthetician. I had seen her posting. I could tell she was really passionate about what she was doing. Um, and she was more passionate about skincare. She didn't know lashes, but for me, that was something that was really attractive because I personally didn't want to really get into the skincare side of aesthetics too deeply. So I wanted somebody that could specialize in facials and take my facial clients. I wanted somebody who could um, specialize in waxing, which was something that I didn't want to do either. So um, I, I reached out to her and I was just like, hey, you know, I, I noticed that you just um, I noticed that you just graduated from school and you seem like you're really passionate about what you're doing. And I'm actually expanding my solo business. And I was wondering if you wanted to come on with me. And, um, you know, immediately it was a it was a big yes from her. So that was cool. She was really interested in learning how to do lashes, too. And um, so I set out to hire her and train her in all things lashes. We ended up moving into the new studio and um, I knew at the time that my first admin assistant, she was wanting to go off and, and work on her own and focus on some other areas. So I brought on a desk manager at that time too, who happened to be one of my really good friends from growing up. She was in a little bit of a shift. Um, she was in a little bit of a shift in her time of life and I think she had just gotten married and she was just looking for something um, fun to do and beauty industry fun, obviously. We know how that goes. So I, you know, I was in classes with her all growing up, super intelligent, super beautiful human being. And, um, you know, I, and I brought her on. I thought it would be great. So cut to about, you know, maybe like two, three months in things were moving smoothly. Like we were getting, um, we were getting a lot of business and, you know, still continuing to grow. My new esthetician was still actively learning lashes. And one of my other best friends reached out to me, uh, or my absolute best friend reached out to me and she had been working at a hair salon at the time. And she asked me, um, you know, Hey, can you teach me how to do lashes? And I sat back and I thought, well, you know, if if I'm I'm not going to say no to her, right? Like she's my best friend. But if I if I knew that I was going to teach her lashes, I knew that I I wanted to have her on my team. And even though it wasn't quite um, time for me to add another employee, I took the leap and I brought her on and I taught her lashes. So. Very quickly within that expansion, I went from, you know, just me to now having three employees and still no idea how to lead. So the next thing that happened was as things started growing and I started getting a little bit, um, I guess a little bit more spread thinly, um, things started to get stressful and it was really hard for me to articulate myself when it came to um, how I handled situations. Like I, I know that I'm somebody, and this is one of my biggest weaknesses when it comes to being a leader, is that when I 
would get upset. I had no way of of hiding that, you know, in the way that I talked to my employees, I would get so frustrated and not even realize that because, you know, I wasn't able to communicate my emotions or communicate effectively what I needed to be done, that, um, you know, all it was leading to was a lot of frustration on the employees end because they wanted to, they wanted to do well. They wanted to do their job. They were all really hard workers, but it's like, you know, when you, when you do something and, and your boss is upset, like, and you, and you don't know why, where does, you know, where does that lead? Nowhere good, right? So we got about five or six months into the business being open. And one day I just kind of knew that things were, were not going right. And I was like always on edge, right? Like I just, I felt like one thing could go wrong and I would just snap. And I was like, honestly, a little unhappy. And I knew that my employees kind of felt that way too. And I ended up hearing that, um, the, the one girl was kind of like being a little bit standoffish, my other esthetician. And she ended up asking me a couple of days later if she could talk to me. And I just, I, I had that gut feeling. If you've ever lost an employee, like, you know what that gut feeling feels like. So she said to me, hey, Tiff, um, you know, I am going to be taking a job at a spa down the road and I'm going to be doing lashes there. And honestly, like I felt I felt everything just like drop. I didn't know how to feel. Like I had just taught this person everything I know only to have them six months later leave and and go take what I taught them and do it at another studio. And, you know, it was like one of those things where like I didn't know whether to be mad. I didn't know whether to cry. Like I just, I didn't know what to feel. I was numb. And um, very shortly after that, I think a day or two later, my front desk person who was like, like I told you, one of my really good friends from growing up, she let me know, hey, Tiff, you know what? I'm out too. And it was in that very moment that I knew that I couldn't be mad at this because if I had two people leaving, what is it that I did to make them so upset that they they both wanted to leave my business. And I was having a conversation with another lash business owner at the time. And she said to me, she was like, you know, I, I don't think you're going to want to hear this, but, you know, I, I heard this once and it's always stuck with me. And I can promise you it's always stuck with me, too. And it's now going to stick with you. People don't leave a business. They leave a leader. So what you need to know and what you need to take from that is if you don't learn how to be a good leader now, your business is never going to grow. And that was so monumental in the pivot in my career. I could have taken that and I could have been like, I I could have just like sat there and been mad and talked, you know, talk shit on these people. And that is not where we want to go with that when it comes to being a leader and somebody who is supposed to be respectable in your industry, because that stuff gets around, right? So how do do you take something like that? How do you take something that hits you so personal? Because we all know our lash business is like our baby, right? You know, if somebody does something to your baby, like you're going to feel protective, you're going to want to lash out. But I'm here to tell you, it is always best to take those experiences and learn from them now, because that is what is going to get you from point A to point B to point Z all the way down the road. Now, 
let's talk about what I did after that, right? So now it's just me and, and, and my best friend, right? We have nobody on desk. We're trying to figure out things on ourselves. And um, I thought it was going to end up being so detrimental, but God, it, it ended up like luckily for us going the right way. We had our biggest month ever that next month. And I don't know how we managed to do that on our own, but, but we did. And um, you know, I was able to then take that and say, okay, like what's the next move? We need to figure out, like we need to figure out where to grow from here. Because I thought losing that first person, I thought it was going to be like, oh my gosh, like we're going to lose all this money. We're going to lose everything. No, I'm here to tell you that if you, if you have a good, strong business, that's not going to happen. But what we don't want to do is repeat the negative, um, those negative things that happened before, because we don't want them to happen again. So I remember what I first set out to do was to take actual leadership courses. And I don't know if any of you ever have ever heard of this platform. Um, I think it's a lot bigger now. And at the time, I remember just Googling. I, I knew I didn't want to go back to school for anything. But I found this platform called Coursera. So Coursera.com and they have actual like business management leadership courses. And I signed up for this course for maybe like $99 on um, motivating and incentivizing employees. And that was probably one of the coolest things I ever did. And I think things just exploded from there. I took that course. I learned, um, you know, what actually does motivate employees by, you know, even something as simple as setting smart goals. If you don't know what smart goals are, it's, um, you know, just like setting attainable, like time-based measurable goals for your employees and um, learning how to run employee contests, which I am so obsessed with. And I can't wait to tell you guys about like different contests that I run down the road. But yeah, like it was so eye-opening to me and it sparked this passion in me to really want to learn more. And I think that you know, gosh, that was back in 2015, 2016. I have not stopped learning how to be a good leader since. And I think when people ask me, like, what is the real thing that helped me to scale from solo to being a seven-figure business owner, it is the fact that I was able to, like, learn how to hire properly after a lot of hiccups, Trust me, guys. But I learned how to lie. I learned how to hire properly. I learned how to then lead my team and just how to be like a good person and a good boss to these people. Like, you are only ever going to be as good as your team. So that, if anything else in your business, like that is what you need to invest in. You need to learn how to be a good leader. All right. So the next question we're going to tackle is what can you do today to learn how to be a good leader to your team? And there's quite a few things, but I want to focus on some of the main ones. And these are the things that I focus on, like whenever I'm doing my one on one mentorships, whenever I'm doing my group coaching courses for salons, these are the number one things you need to focus on. And that is First, that you need to learn how to hire the right people that match and align with your vision. So I don't want you to just get into hiring a team just because, you know, you're desperate. You need someone to do lashes. Like if they're not going to vibe well with you and you are, you know that they are not the type of employee that has like the work ethic that matches with what your expectations are then things are going to go down south pretty fast. It's really hard to lead people when, um, you're just not aligned. 
So learn how to hire. And then the next most important thing I want you to focus on is learning how to effectively communicate. And this is where I feel like a lot of salon owners go wrong. Or uh, and, and I hear this not only from salon owners themselves, but I hear them from employees or all of you out there who have, you know, left salon jobs that didn't have a great experience and have now gone off to work on your own. A lot of that goes back to having a bad boss, right? So how can we as salon owners or people who want to learn how to lead teams, it doesn't even have to be a salon, right? Like you could have a really good product line and like you need to grow and you need to scale. Guess what? You're going to have to learn how to hire people. You're going to have to learn how to lead them. So the number one thing that you can do is learn how to effectively communicate. Listen to people. Listen to what they're saying. And make sure that you're taking the the actions and steps necessary to like implement what you guys are talking about. You know, if I um I I, I like to promote having as much one-on-one time with each individual employee as possible. So, you know, that could look like um one-on-one quarterly meetings. It could look like, you know, your annual review, but having like monthly team meetings that are mandatory at your salon as well. Like your employees want to hear from you. Don't think that, you know, I, I've I've heard a lot of salon owners say, well, you know, I, I don't think they're going to want to be like go to a mandatory meeting. Like, what am I even going to say? You know, they all act annoyed that we're even doing it. Well, don't make it an annoying meeting. Make it fun. Give them something of value, whether it's a little piece of training in it, whether it's, um, you know, admiring or giving props to somebody that's done really well that month. Like people look forward to that. They want to have that like group interaction and they want to know what we're working on and what we're moving towards that next month. Like, yeah, if you have a meeting and you're just constantly reprimanding people, who's going to want to go to that? But you need to be able to effectively communicate what it is that you're working on behind the scenes as a manager or, you know, giving them actionable steps to motivate them to get to that next level. But, um, I think that a lot of times people that work in salons just have no idea like what they're doing and what's going on and they're just showing up to work and they have no direction. And, you know, their salon owners like over in Europe somewhere are doing this and doing that. And they're not like bringing things back in and making it about the employees and making it a, you know, a healthy work environment. They're so focused on their own lives that they're not focused on like what is making those employees happy or what could make them happy. So if you take away anything from this, it's like, I want you to sit down like this week and I want you to have one-on-one meetings with anybody who's working with you. And I want you to ask them like, how are you? How are things going? Like where, where are you right now with like your passion in the career? Is there anything that I can do for you? right? Like making it about them is the first step to becoming a good leader. And also the next thing that like kind of goes right into the next thing I want to talk about, like walk the walk. Like if you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk and make sure that you are representing yourself in a way that you, that they're going to look up to, right? So making sure that if you're telling them to act a certain way or to be on time for their clients or, you know, making that customer experience good. Like you need to be giving your employees a great experience for working there too. You need to be making sure that they're 
um, they're looking up to you in a positive light because you are the one who's setting the standard for how you how you show up to work. Like not only how you're dressed, but how you're acting and like whether or not you're happy or you're sad. If you're constantly upset and you're constantly stressed out and on edge, they're gonna feel that. And it's not gonna make, it's not going to make them want to come in, right? So that is probably another one of the things that like I, I just feel that we could all work on better as like business owners is just making sure that like if we're going to set these standards like that that we're following them ourselves. And then one of the last things I want to talk about with this is let's just say you've put in a lot of time and effort into learning how to be a good leader but you're still dealing with some people that like maybe they just weren't the right fit from the beginning. A lot of times when I'm going through these group coaching programs, we're talking a lot about how to fire and like how to let go of the people who aren't serving the vision for your business. So I definitely want to talk on that too. All right. When you know that somebody is not right for your business, the most important thing that I want you to focus on is making and keeping that environment for your other employees healthy and happy. So let's cut back to, gosh, I've, I've had some crazy stories with um, employees and I definitely won't get into all of them, but like as a whole, what I want you to focus on the most is if you have somebody who's a bad seed, somebody who is literally bringing everyone down with their energy, because we know we already talked about this, right? Like you could be a boss and have that bad energy and your employees are going to feel it, but it goes the same when you have an employee that isn't right for your business and they're bringing, trying to bring everyone else around them too. So when you have that person, I do not care how great of a lash artist they are. I don't care how great of a permanent makeup artist or whatever else or how much money they're bringing into your business. There is no amount of money that is going to make that person fit inside of your business and your vision in your growth. And I want you to focus on that growth. So people usually ask me like, well, you know, how do you how do you let someone go? Or like, how do you, how do you even like get to that point where you, um, you know, are able to confront them like that? Because a lot of people, a lot of business owners are afraid of confrontation. So in order to really be a good leader, what I want you to focus on from here on out, because if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I have that one employee, like I, I know exactly who she's talking about. And you have that person's face in your mind. What I need you to do as a good leader is I need you to just let them go. I can tell you from experience that the, A, the weight that's gonna lift off of your shoulders is gonna be so great, but it's not only your shoulders that you have to worry about, it's your employees too. And when in the past I have like let those people go, oh my gosh, does the dynamic in the whole entire studio change everybody's morale lifts up, like the everything just like kind of moves more synergistically. Like who cares about the a little bit amount of money that you're going to lose with that because you have so much to gain. So when or what makes it so easy for me to be able to let people go now at this point in time is because I care so much about the good work culture that we've created. I care so much about the employees who are loyal, who are down to grow with the company. I want to protect them and the clients at all costs. 
you do not want to poison in your own business. Okay. So to wrap this up, I think that biggest lessons, let's, let's talk about it again. Um, make sure that if you are that type of person that needs some help when it comes to learning how to lead, you're going and figuring out how to do it. There is so much out there for you to learn. There's books, there's, there are courses. Like I do, when I do my, um, my new 12 week, um, profitable salon mentorship program is coming up. It is exclusive to get into. Like you have to be really, really serious to, um, to apply, but like we deep dive heavy into learning how to lead and motivate your teams and structure all of those systems to make sure that you are a good leader and you're able to scale to that level. But there are, I mean, gosh, so many things that you can even do for free right now. You can go on YouTube, even listening to this podcast. I'm hoping it's helping you in some way, shape or form with that. But the the fact of the matter is you just have to take the leap to learn. I want you to know that if you are that person that like has an issue when it comes to talking down to people or um, not keeping your own emotions regulated, that you have a lot of work to do in your own personal self too. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to figure out like what it is that is making you so angry every day. If that's a person and you're not communicating with them and like all you feel is this angst because you're not communicating your issues, you need to work on that. This is your business and this is gonna sound harsh, but it all falls on you. So you are the one who's gonna have to make the decision today of what is going to change in your life and in your business that is going to take you to that next level. And we want to just like get over that now because I know you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So let's do it together. You know, like let's figure out if you have any questions, please like drop them in the comments here. We can do a whole nother podcast on this. I know this is a really big lesson to learn, but all right, we're going to wrap this up now. So what I want to hear from you is what are your crazy employee stories? Feel free to leave them in the comments, leave them in the DMs, not even crazy stories. Like I just want to hear like, you know what, let's make it positive. I want to hear all of the stories about like how you had an employee experience and how it turned um, from something negative into something positive. Leave those in the comments. Feel free to DM me. Thanks and have a great day.